Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, everyone. Happy Wednesday. I hope everyone's doing great. I have some rapid fire Q&As. I thought maybe I would talk about my thoughts around Carmella turning one. I posted something the other day that I got a lot of feedback about, and I thought maybe I could also deep dive into that, which is that approaching her first birthday... I don't know what my deal is with yawning. I am yawning all the time. And I have, you know, had maybe a a great nine hours of sleep last night. I apologize because I know what happens a lot. Um, I had post like a little video recap I did of, you know, when she was born and the couple days before or the day before because I was at home trying to naturally induce my labor. Um, And... I looked at it and it made me emotional, of course, reliving the excitement of her birth, but it mostly honestly made me really emotional because I was so fucking stressed when I was pregnant, like for valid reasons and some not valid reasons, you know, like I, I hate to talk about money because money like weight is you know, all relative and we are very blessed, of course. Oh God, it's so awkward. But I'm the only one in my family with any income, you know, for four years I've been supporting everybody while Davide obviously is building his brand. Like he hasn't paid himself a salary. You know, he gave up his job to move here to be with me. So we could be living in Italy with a very nice job. I can tell her you are. And he would be the breadwinner and anything, you know, obviously I, I work for multiple reasons. One of them being, it gives me a sense of purpose. And so I, you know, I couldn't picture myself ever not working, but I definitely wouldn't have the pressure that I do now to make sure that, you know, everything's getting paid and that we're saving and that, you know, everything's coming in on time. I mean, it's, it's a full-time job. and. When I, when we first moved into this house, it will, I definitely, you know, obviously I've become more successful in the last like four years. And so it's been at the beginning, I was like, we're fucked. Like, I don't know how we're going to do, I don't know how I'm going to, you know, take care of, you know, think about it. It's two cars, a pet insurance, cell phone. I mean, everything, all of our food, everything. It's like, it was a lot. And so the pressure when I was pregnant got really real because I thought to myself, like everyone kept telling me, oh, you're never going to sleep again. Oh, get prepared to never do this again or never do that again. How are you going to work? And I was like, well, I have to. Also, someone who had been working for me on LPA for literally probably four years during COVID, there were so many changes. During COVID, you know, Revolve, LPA is owned by Revolve, right? So Revolve 
you know, obviously people, some people were let go. Some people during COVID were wanting to not work. There were so many changes. And so, you know, when my design assistant left because working from home, doing this job was not good for him mentally, which I totally understand wasn't good for me either. It was really hard going from working in a collaborative space in an office to like sitting somewhere trying it's it's it was a lot and it was a lot of pressure too to make sure that you know sales were being made and we were going to survive through this and his mental health was more important and so i was 7 weeks before i gave birth doing everything for lpa you know obviously we have our tech people and our fabric people like, you know, but there wasn't anyone designated solely to LPA to do any designs with me, to do the tech packing, to send out the tech packs, to do the social media. You know, we weren't doing photo shoots at that time. So I was having to like, it was insane. It, it was a lot more work than it is now because I had a bunch of responsibilities that usually aren't. aren't. I was like, how am I going to do LPA and the influencer stuff and the podcast. Oh my God. Like with a baby. And I think like that normal stress that everybody has when they have a kid coupled with everybody telling me how bad it was going to be, which, you know, it's so funny. We're at this like weird crossroads where thank God, you know, with Instagram, we are all able to finally share the information that we want and not have to sugarcoat everything. And, and, you know, so many people give birth and post these magical photos and then they're thin. And then it's like, wait a second, like, how did you possibly ever make that look so easy when there are some people who were like, I couldn't get out of bed for six weeks and I, you know, could barely walk and the baby was up all night screaming. And so I'm not sleeping and my partner and I are fighting. I mean, everyone's reality of every step is so incredibly different, but I really like these like sly, like comments about like, you're never going to sleep again when that like, wasn't our story, you know, like Carmela ate every three hours. Like I chose to put her on a schedule really early so I could work. And so like, for me, like newborn stage, I was like, that was Yes, there. I was tired, of course. Like there were nights where I would wake up for her 6 a.m. feeding and I would be like nodding out or 3 a.m. I'd be totally nodding out, scared I was going to fall asleep on her, of course. But like then I would go back, then she'd go back to sleep and I would go back to sleep. And then I, you know, she would, it was every three hours. So it really, and I'm not somebody who's like, I need my sleep. I'm somebody who's like, I've never been that way because a lot of the time I've never really had you know, I've worked a lot of late jobs where I was waitressing and bartending late. And I've worked jobs where I had to get up really early and I've worked jobs where, you know, and then especially with like social media, like that's something that doesn't really have like a start and end. There's no boundaries with that. And Davide, when he was working for Brunello Cuccinelli, like he was up at, oh my God, he was traveling. He was on a plane, like at least twice a week you know, getting up four in the morning, going to bed super late, traveling so much. Like he's a champion when it comes to not sleeping that much. So that's also something to think about. Anyway, I digress. Like I was fucking panicked. I was so, I, that was the hardest part. And I've said this multiple times about being pregnant. I would just cry. I would literally just I would be eating dinner with my mom and Davide and I would cry and say, how the fuck are we going to do this? Because Davide only took, you know, he let the store be closed for five days and then he went back to work. It was really, that was the idea of what my life was going to be like was a lot tougher than the actuality. I had one moment where I cried. I remember going to a girlfriend's house for a drink after I put Carmela to bed for the night. And I cried at her house after I had like a glass of wine and was like, I'm always handing Carmela to someone because I can't, I'm working all the time. You know, like there is no me just like sitting with her during the day and being like looking into her eyes. Like 
you know, so many of my friends were like, oh, make sure that you have like a station, like your pumping station, or if it's in her room where, you know, you could have like, you know, lots of water and a phone charger and like whatever you need. And I was like, I have never fed her in her room ever. Like I've only fed Carmela. I've never sat down in the, you know, two and a half months I breastfed her. I never sat down and had like a moment where I was like, oh, I'm just breastfeeding. It was always in front of a computer screen. If it was during the day, of course. And then at night, obviously I would breastfeed her, but in bed or whatever. But it was never like this magical experience of, you know, birds chirping and me looking into her eyes. It was something that I had to do to, you know, provide for my child while I was providing for her in other ways by working. So that was a little tough, but it doesn't bother me at all. And I'm grateful. And I think about so many moms who have to send their kids to daycare after six weeks and go to work all day long. I mean, that really is the, is the, those are the moms that deserve a platform truly. So, I mean, that's a real shame. I think about that all the time. Um, so my rambling message is that I got a lot of responses from people who are pregnant saying, thank you so much for your post. The story that I post said something like that I was crying for myself. I wish I could have hugged my pregnant self and said that everything was going to be fine. And I got so many responses from so many pregnant women or people considering having children saying thank you because they've always been too scared like they've been riddled with anxiety over the idea of having a child. And, you know, I think that's a shame, but I also think that they're, you know, I also think that it's important to not sugarcoat it, to not pretend like this is an easy thing, but I also think you have to like realize that you're like a powerful person who is capable of so much. And that's like, you know, when we talk about moms and listen, it's, I say mom in whatever form that may be. So, you know, whoever has that, whoever is that figure in your life, whatever they identify as or who they are in conjunction to you, um, biologically, whatever, doesn't matter. You know, hopefully all of you have had some sort of motherly figure and, you know, it's stereotypically you would describe a mom as somebody who does everything, right? My mom was always here for me. My mom helped me with my schoolwork and my mom made my food or my mom did her best to work and pick up food for us. You know, you think about these moms who are like, or my mom worked nonstop so I could go to school or so I could go to an extra after school program or so I could do this or just to provide, you know, put food on the table for us. Like we describe these figures as, as people who always are able to do so much and you become that person, you know, and that's, that's the interesting thing is we hold that idea of a mom up on a pedestal, but we don't think about our natural graceful ability to grow into that and to become that person. And, you know, those two things seem so far away from each other. I still view myself as a little kid a lot of the time. Like, I can't believe I'm 35. I can't believe that I have a car and have a house that I make payments for. I mean, my God, like there are times I get in my car and I'm like, I can't believe I can drive. Like I can't believe I'm old enough to drive. Sometimes I still feel like I'm 10 years old. So yeah, it's very odd, this transition into motherhood. It's a cool, weird thing, but you just become that person that can do so much, you know? And and I'm like somebody who's like, you know, I don't consider myself a totally selfless person. I do think I have a lot of practice, by the way. I do think I, if you have, if you are a dog owner and have ever fostered a dog or a puppy or anything, it does. I remember one of my girlfriends telling me, like, she was super impressed. It was like a week after I'd given birth. Davin and I went out to dinner with the baby and we stopped by their house on the way home. And they were all, it was like a group of my friends and they were all, you know, buzzed. It was like 11 o'clock at night. And I walked in. Another fucking yard. It makes no sense. I walked in and I was like, oh, or whatever. Maybe it was whatever. It was her feeding time. Um, And so I whipped out a boob and started feeding her. And my girlfriend was like, dude, 
you're being so chill about everything. And I was like, yeah, like it's been really fine. And she was like, this is because you've had so many animals <laughs> that like, this is not a big deal to you. And I, and I honestly think it's true, which is a weird thing. But like, you know, I got my first, my own first puppy when I was probably like 21, 23, 24 in New York you know, having to like wake up all night long, take him outside, have him go to the bathroom, take him outside in the snow, take him outside. You know, it's like, it's, it sounds so odd because it's, there's no way to compare a dog to a child, but you know, having a life where multiple times you've know what it's like to wake up in the middle of the night to wake up for like, if you've never done that, yeah, it's, it's a little jarring, but again, you just lean into it. And I will say like, I was someone who was really concerned about being able to like enjoy my life. And, you know, we all want to like maintain ourselves and our, our pre-mom selves, right. Our pre-parent selves. You want to be able to go out and have fun and drink and go to dinners and stuff. And so even last night we took Carmela out for her birthday. And I mean, it was just the cutest thing, you guys. It was just the cutest thing. Davide put on a suit on and on a nice dress. We went to a restaurant in Pasadena called the Arroyo Chop House. That's you know, I was a hostess there when I was in high school. My parents brought me there. The owner was there last night and he saw us sitting there with Carmela and he was like, oh my God, is it her birthday? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, you were in here when you were younger than that. I mean, my mom, a week after giving birth to me, they had dinner there and he was like, I'll never forget it. Your mom walked in. She looked so happy and ordered a nice glass of wine and you were in a little car seat and they just tucked you under the table. <laughs> you know, it's just so cute. And so to be there at a restaurant where my parents always took me, you know, I had my 16th birthday there and my, with, with just my parents, not like, you know, it was like our, the place where the three of us would go and my 18th birthday and my 21st birthday. And it's just all those meaningful, all those meaningful moments that make me think about my dad. Like my dad, we, when we were talking about where to go to dinner, I was like, we have to go to the chop house, you know? Nobody was like, I was thinking the same thing. And I just kept thinking like my dad would be so happy. And so would Davide's mom. That's a hard part about having a baby is the people who you wish you would have met. He or she or they, you know, I'm a Fortuna skin girl through and through, which is why I'm going to tell you all the things I love starting with the fact that everything in the product is foraged from their 800-acre organic estate in Sicily. It's watered by natural spring waters and cared for by generations of Sicilians, where they strive to foster the economy through job training and sustainable farming to protect the people and the heritage of the land, which if you've ever been to Sicily and really seen what the land is and how people that live on that land are so proud of it, you would understand how incredibly important this is. On the estate, they have 1,600 olive trees and they cold press the olive oil in their own milk right on the property so you know it's the highest quality. They're most known for the biphase moisturizing oil. It's a hydrating and moisturizing product in one. They combine the botanically infused olive oil and nutrient-rich olive leaf water to deliver a water-soluble and oil-soluble vitamins and nutrients at the same time. Because when you combine them in one product, it facilitates the skin's uptake of nourishment because your skin actually needs water to absorb all the benefits of oil into the skin. That's why this is the only oil product that I use on my skin because I'm oily and everything else just sits on top. It visibly plumps, protects against collagen breakdown. It deeply moisturizes without clogging pores to replenish skin's moisture barrier to achieve an immediate glow like you just vacationed in Italy. Extra virgin olive oil has been the it beauty ingredient forever. Cleopatra used it. Sophia Loren used it. And my late mother-in-law used to rub it, like I said before, from the top of her head to her toes. It was her secret to youthful skin. That is why I always encourage everyone to use my favorite Fortuna. You can use code PF15 at checkout and get 15% off your first purchase, which I'm so excited to extend that offer to you. It's fortunaskin.com and use code PF15 for 15% off. Dame provides daily wellness products for pleasure, intimacy, and connection. You can discover pleasure through their thoughtfully engineered toys and other bedroom essentials. And if you don't know about Dame, I want to first lead with the fact that what Dame is doing to destigmatize sexual wellness 
is pivotal. First of all, Dame is the first sexual wellness company to ever run advertisements on public transit. They did it in the New York City subway stations after a long battle, which I think is so incredibly important. It is a female-founded company. And we talk often on this podcast and we've had episodes about how important the orgasm is for overall health and wellness. It's an essential function of your body that helps physically and mentally get yourself in a better state. That is why I want to tell you about one of Dane's best products, the Air. The Air is a suction toy that creates thrilling pulses of air and a soft seal around your various parts of your vagina, wherever you want to give it some pleasure. It's perfect for fans of oral stimulation. It has five intensity levels and, you know, use it on yourself, use it with a partner, just do whatever you need to do to go get that orgasm. And right now, if you use code PIA, P-I-A, you get 15% off. So do get that orgasm on me, my friends. But anyway, it's been a very, listen, to like recap the first year of her life, like it's just been a dream. It's of course, it's been hard, but you know, I've never been more in love with my husband. And I think we've, I think we brought this up one time on the podcast, like the last Q&A that we did where, you know, it's like we get a lot of of these like questions and they're about dating and oh, he ghosted me and he hasn't called me back and he hasn't done this. And, you know, outside of the fact of me always telling all of you, like, why are you thinking like that? Like, why is it like, oh, he hasn't like, maybe he doesn't want me. Like you have to flip the fucking narrative. Like, do you like this guy even? Like, you know, like he should be thinking that way about you. So, oh, it like bothers me, but I get it because, you know, I'm sure I have many moments where I was the same way, but I wish we all were just loved ourselves a little bit more to flip the approach. But we get all these questions and it truly, you know, I, I hope that this, I hope that this resonates with at least one of you. Yes, having a baby is really tough, right? If you follow Ami's song, like Ami has not had the easiest first few months with Tio and has been very honest about that and his sleeping schedule and how that's been hard for her. And she's constantly posting photos of her wonderful partner with the baby and saying how much care she feels and how happy she is that she chose him as a partner and what a good dad he is. And, you know, These are the things like if you are putting a timeline on when you need to get certain things done in your life. And there are many friends in my life who did that, you know, saw friends getting married and rushed into relationships. Like this is the rest of your life. I wish I could shake everyone by the shoulders. It's the rest of your life. Like life is just beginning for us now, guys, like twenties and thirties, like God willing, we live into our, you know, that what's the average age? 72. And that's young as shit. But that's 40 years. Think about it. 30 years, 30, 40, you know, it's many years. So 50 fucking years. Like in your if you're in your 20s, like you want to be with somebody that you like. <laughs> and that when you have a baby or get pregnant and your back hurts. They rub your fucking back for you without even asking. Or when like the baby is crying in the night, they ask you if you need help. You know, when if you're someone who's breastfeeding and your partner's with you, there's not a lot that that other partner can do, right? So to have someone who wakes up with you just to be an ally in the exhaustion, I mean, that's the kind of partner you want. Davide changed so many diapers. Like I would feed her and I would hand her to him. He would burp her, he would change her and we would go back to sleep. There were a couple times where he was so asleep that I would absolutely would not wake him up. I was like, he, you know, because he he would have to go to work the next day. I could at least maybe like sneak in a nap if I needed to in between meetings or whatever. So you, you need... You need a partner. You need a true partner. You want to know something that I haven't told any of you? 
only my closest friends, I had fucking hemorrhoids when I was pregnant. You know how bad they were? Oh my God, I can't believe I'm telling this story. I had a hemorrhoid. I'm so embarrassed. I had a hemorrhoid that got like a blood clot in it. Okay. I couldn't, and it came on within an hour. It went from me chilling to me not being able to sit down. I had to call a doctor. I don't know what that doctor is called. It's not a gastroenterologist. It's something else. And I know this doctor. He's a doctor in Pasadena because actually my dad had colon cancer that never, it's not what he died of. He died of a heart attack, but he got diagnosed with colon cancer, but there, but it didn't, it never grew. So they didn't treat it. There was like nothing to do if it, if it would have gotten bigger then they would have put him through, you know, radiation and chemotherapy, et cetera. But he died before that happened. So this doctor, that was my dad's doctor who found the colon cancer is also, let me set the fucking tone for you. Like extremely sexy. It's not that he's traditionally attractive. There's a swagger about this man that is, it's like, I'm like awestruck by him. Like I'm, he's like one of those people I'm just like, like what? Like, so I call the nurse and this guy's booked out. You know, every fucking doctor is like booked. Or then I was like, then I have to go to emergency. I'm going to wait forever. Like whatever. So I, I call, I, I on the phone with the nurse, I said, I am eight months pregnant. I have a hemorrhoid that is doing something. I don't know what it's doing, but I can't sit down and I'm crying. Like I can't, this is a pain. This was equal level pain to my contractions. I was like, I, I'm, I'm in like a prison. My body's a prison. Like you got to get me out of this. And she was like, no problem. Come in. I go in, I'm in a big cold room in a gown. This man spreads open my butt cheeks of my 215 pound swollen bod. And he goes, oh yeah, you have a, you know, you have a hemorrhoid with a blood clot. Um, I'm going to have to numb it. And then I'm going to, you know, cauterize it. I'm like, great, whatever. I was like, do fucking whatever. Don't even tell me because I'm in so much pain. When he put the needle inside of this thing, I screamed so loud that the people in the waiting room asked me if I was okay when I walked out. And then I got in the car and cried and told Davide that that was the most humiliating thing that had ever happened to me, you know, because there were multiple nurses holding me up. It was awful. Well, I thought that the embarrassment would have ended there just with him, but it refilled in the night. And so Davide spent the majority of the night icing my butthole. Okay. That used to be a fun place for him. (laughs) My body was a wonderland. Instantly became not a wonderland. It became enemy territory. That is the kind of partner that you guys want. You want someone who will ice your butt and drive to three different CVS in the middle of the night to get the numbing cream that works the best. I'm begging all of you. So my takeaway from Carmela's first year, you can do it. Make sure you have a loving partner. Also, by the way, a lot of people that I know did this by themselves and are equally as great, if not better, because they don't have to deal with anybody else's shit. I'm just saying, if you're entering into parenthood with a partner, if you've chosen to do that, it go, you know, you're going to get closer or you're going to get very divided. And I pray that all of you make the right choice when you're on a date and you're looking at fucking whoever and you're like, ask yourself, like, would this guy ice my butthole for me? You know, those are the kind of, those are the things that really matter in life because this is not going to be the first time he has to do something gross to my body. That was only one pregnancy. Who knows how many more, hopefully God willing. And how many like food poisoning is, you know, like life is crazy. People throw up. I watched Davide throw up one time at the Caribou Club in Aspen. It was really embarrassing. And, you know, if I didn't love him so much, I would (laughs) have not been the supporting partner that I was in that moment to make him feel better. Also, Carmela's just so cute, you guys. She's just like so funny and happy and does so many cute things. And I really do think that she's just very content because she feels how content we are. And I wasn't content when I was pregnant and I was really nervous that that would fuck her up. But she is truly a very 
adorable, content little baby. And I'm really thankful for that. Okay. Now that I've rambled, I'm so sorry. I feel like these are always so rambly. I have what I used to refer to as a funky tummy. So I've tried every probiotic on the planet until I landed on seed after seeing everyone I trust use it. And I'm going to tell you, it turns out that everything you know about probiotics is wrong. And that is why seed is superior. Seeds DSO1 daily symbiotic is the real deal because it is a broad spectrum two in one probiotic and prebiotic with a proprietary formulation of 24 distinct probiotic strains in scientifically studied dosages. The proprietary engineered two-in-one capsule protects the probiotics through digestion, which is incredible. So it ensures the delivery to your colon. If you've taken a probiotic before and never felt a difference, it's likely because the good bacteria wasn't surviving in your GI tract. Seed is designed differently and that is why it works. It supports benefits in and beyond your gut. Yes, seed will support ease of bloating, healthy regularity, and the ease of evacuation, which you know what I mean. But it will also support your gut barrier, your skin health, your heart health, and micronutrient synthesis. Isn't that amazing? Gut immune function is not boosting your immune system, by the way. It's about supporting the crosstalk between your intestinal cells and your immune cells. I love seed. Many improvements you can see within literally 24 to 48 hours, which can include going to the bathroom in an ease of bloating. Start your new health habit. Start your new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com slash best and use code best to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed's DS01 daily symbiotic. That's seed.com slash best and use code best. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. A lot of us are burned out and we're too busy to even realize that we're burned out. Because if you're like me, when you get overwhelmed or burned out, maybe you're suppressing a bunch of stuff, you get, you know, symptoms that a lot of us just live with, which is like, you know, fatigue, irritability, a lack of motivation. For me too, it's like not sleeping. I have like wild racing thoughts in the night. That is why I love BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online therapy and they want to remind you, and I'm going to remind you and I'm reminding myself that we need to prioritize ourselves. Talking with someone can really help you figure out what is causing the stress in your life. And as someone who has been in therapy since like, oh my God, eighth grade, I know that there are moments in my life where I can't just rely on myself and we're not supposed to. It's too much. So this is why I love BetterHelp because I stopped seeing a therapist because I moved. BetterHelp is online therapy. So you are not limited to the people in your area and you can be connected with a therapist in under 48 hours. They offer phone and video and live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't even have to see anybody on camera if you don't want to. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Pia. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Pia. Um, let me take a sip of my water. Mm. And I'm going to get into this Q&A. You guys send in some questions. I'm just going to double check to see what is at the top of these bad boys so I get the latest and greatest of all your questions. I want you to know I never like pre-read any of these that I'm really off the cuff here. Here's a good one right at the top. How do you manage the cultural differences between Italian and American? There were a lot of uh, those differences. I mean, pardon me. There are a lot of differences and they were a big deal when we were dating. And I think it was part of the reason we broke up a couple of times. There are, you know what he used to say? He used to say, and I thought it was mean, but it's just his English. Like, it just, sometimes things are like a direct translation and they sound really nasty, but they're not. He would say, I don't like the way that you move. And I would ask him for examples because it was confusing to me. But like, for example, I think it was like, you know, one of the times he had come to LA, he, I made a reservation for dinner. I 
walked into the restaurant at a place, you know, where I would go a lot. People knew my name because, you know, there's not, there's like three restaurants I go to, but I walked in front of him. I gave my name. I sat down. I remember he wanted cigarettes. He was like, oh, I, you know, I'd love to have like, a, you know, whatever, sorry, judgment zone. I know we shouldn't be smoking, but it was summer and, you know, he was being very European. And I was like, oh, I think they sell them here. And like, I automatically got up and like went to ask the front desk at the hotel where we were eating. I, I wanted to make sure that he was having a good time. And so I took care of him a lot on these, when he would try to come into town and like when he would come into town and it bothered him. And we got, I remember him getting back to the table from like getting him cigarettes. And he was like, I don't like that you just did that. And I was like, wait, what? And I was so confused and really defensive. And because I had no comprehension of where he was coming from, I didn't know how to navigate. And so it was just kind of like a fight until I was really, it took me a long time to really understand it. And now thinking about it, I'm like, oh my, now that I know him, I'm like, wow, like that would have been really hard for him. He wants to be, Davide grew up in Italy where, you know, they very much conform to an old school ideal of gender roles. And he is an Italian man who wants to take care of his woman. Even though he's not from LA and doesn't know anything here, he wanted to make the reservation. He wanted the reservation under his name. He wanted to, so he would rent a car. Even though I had a car, he would rent a car when he came into town. So I would be driving in his car. I know that this seems extreme, but this is just a cultural difference. That's one example of many of them. And so I had to start making choices to really listen to what he was trying to tell me instead of just defending my actions. And that is an active practice. Now we understand each other completely. There are only certain times where I can see that he's bothered and he now will do a really good job of just like getting, you know, trying to keep it in. So he'll get quiet and I'll say, Hey, did that, you know, did it offend you that I said hi to an ex-boyfriend? You know, that happened like, you know, at one point in our relationship, I said hi to an ex-boyfriend and he was like, I, that's not, doesn't make me comfortable. Like, he's like, how I grew up. You're like, you're not friends with your exes. Like that was a huge adjustment. I mean, there's lots of like literal, 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 sorry. There's lots of little things that happen often. And so we have both just done a good job of like, like I said, like he'll get quiet because he doesn't want to make a stink about it. I'll notice that he's upset. I'll ask him. And then we like move on and move forward. And I've like adjusted myself in a lot of different ways uh, and haven't in the ways that I don't think are necessary or don't work for me and vice versa. But I think like, you know, if there's a lesson there, it's really to we automatically, and I don't want to speak for the royal we, but I automatically would get very defensive about my actions. And that's not something that needs to happen. Truly talking to him and getting to the bottom of where he's coming from so it doesn't happen again or so he could better understand where I'm coming from and where he's coming from and find a good middle ground is really the important thing. But it gets really, it gets really challenging. Uh, my relationship with alcohol <laughs> um, is a, it's a good one. Oh my God. And then the next question is how many nights a week do you drink? <laughs> Ladies, sorry, I'm still so sick. It's been 10 days. <sighs> okay. Well, I mean, I drink alcohol pretty often and I also sometimes don't drink it often, but I grew up in a house with parents that had a cocktail every night and I grew up with family, you know, with all my best friends, parents having a cocktail every night and then also having cocktails together. Pasadena has a very like happy hour <laughs> cocktail time kind of vibe. And so, yeah, I don't know. 
I like to, I like to drink. I like to have cocktails. And then sometimes I don't like Monday, I'm going to do the owl cleanse for four days just to do my, my little gut a reset, do my little gut just to give my gut a little reset. And, you know, there are times where I think if I'm drinking too much, then I'll take a little break. But you know, for the most part, it's, I feel like I have a very healthy relationship with alcohol because it's not like I'm like binge drinking or getting drunk every night. I'll have like a martini or a cocktail or a glass of wine. I want to. Feeling your best always starts with what you eat. And Saqqara helps you to not just live a healthy, balanced lifestyle, but truly enjoy it with delicious plant-rich meals and functional wellness essentials that build a foundation for radiant health. It's hot girl summer, right? (laughs) We want to glow from the inside. Saqqara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. Saqqara gives you the tools you need to transform your life with their organic ready-to-eat meal delivery program and functional wellness essentials, which are a huge part of my life. Their nutritionally designed and chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners are made with plant-based ingredients, which boost your energy, support your digestion, curb your sugar cravings, and get your skin glowing. I know for myself because I've done this, oh my God, countless times. Plus, I don't know how they do it, but it is delivered right to your door wherever you are. Sakara also has the Sakara shop, which has some of my favorite stuff. It's all functional plant-rich products and wellness essentials to help you create a body that you feel strong and vibrant in, like their best-selling and my personal fave, the Metabolism Super Powder. I take these with me, especially when I'm traveling, but I use these all the time. I put them in coffee. I throw it in a smoothie. It's insane. They also have plant protein bars, teas, tons of stuff. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash best or enter code best at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash best to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash best. Um, okay. Where's my necklace from? Okay. I get so many questions about this tennis necklace I wear every day. Do you guys want to know the fucking truth? This thing is from The Real Real. So The Real Real has some of the most competitive prices when it comes to... I don't feel like they have competitive prices when it comes to clothes and shoes, but I feel like they have very competitive prices when it comes to... Not that I buy watches, but Davide always says because he that's his hobby is like looking at watches. So he says that they always have the best prices for watches. And then I've noticed that for jewelry, for jewelry that is not a name brand because mostly people want to buy a name brand. So clearly somebody like had this necklace made and then didn't want it anymore and sold it to the real real. So I wanted a tennis necklace for a push present as something that I wanted to get for myself with some money that I had made and thought I deserved to get, you know, a little bit of it for myself rather than just for savings. And so we just happened to pop into the real real when we were in on Lido Island in Newport because we were just walking around the island and I was like, oh, there's a real real store in here. And then I was like, well, there's necklaces in there. And I like tried one on and I was like, oh, that didn't. And this one was sitting in there. Nobody's like, you should try that one on. And I was like, I don't know. I don't really like the way that it looks. And I put it on and I was like, oh my God, this looks like it's made for me. And I have two friends that own jewelry brands uh, like by Chari and Amanda from Love AJ. And so I text both of them what the price was with the screenshot of all of the, you know, the makeup of, you know, the diamonds and the gold or whatever. And they both said that the price of this was what, because I was going to have either one of them make it for me, was what costs for materials would be um, without the labor costs. So I got the deal of a century on this thing. I will tell you that. Always look at the real real or auctions. Live Auctioneers has tons of amazing, tons of amazing jewelry. Um, PCOS tips. You know what? I'm launching a website soon and I'm going to, I'm going to put everything in there. But one of the things that has been really instrumental and like really getting like the weight loss going is like really focusing on insulin resistance, like not spiking your blood sugar and low in, like workouts that aren't like super high intensity. So like my bar classes 
are really intense, but there's no like the, like today in the bar class that I did, there was twice he did jumping jacks and I just didn't do the jumping jacks. I just did like squats. I don't do anything to like super spike my heart rate. And that really has fucking helped like big time. Many people with implants complain, has your journey been smooth for you? Um, yeah, I, I loved my implants before I had a baby. I will tell you now that my implants are very high up. No, they're in the right place. They're where they've always been. But my boobs got so big, so engorged with milk that when they shrunk back to normal size, this very unfortunate thing happened. And by the way, this is I'm the only one of my friends this has happened to. Two of my friends who had their boobs done before they had kids, their boobs like better because everything's kind of like loosened up and like the skin has stretched out. Like they look great. This, this basically what happened to me is like my boob is like water falling off of the implant. All of those like yummy cells and tissue that were once like, all joined together are all very loose from being stretched out. And it's not a pretty look. They actually, you know, they look great when I'm wearing a bra. Of course, the cleavage looks great, but I have to tell you it's, it's, it's bad. It's bad. It's, it, they're crazy looking. And I sent a video to my boob job doctor, Dr. Gavami this weekend and that was what I posted on my Instagram when I said tit talk on Sunday. Cause I, I was just laying out topless with Davi day and I was like, dude, my boobs look fucking crazy. And so I sent him a video of my, just like text him a video of my boobs. And he called me right away and he was like, that happens sometimes. It doesn't happen to everybody, but it happens. So he's like, do you want more kids? And I said, yes. He said, okay, when you want to have, you know, after you're done, there's no, obviously no point in doing it now. I'm going to have to go in and get a lift and get them redone. So in terms of implants, I know a few people whose body has been very negatively affected by implants. Um, Like a friend of mine had hers taken out and was so sick, like thought she had an autoimmune, had these crazy dark circles under her eyes for years, like testing for all these different things, like thought she was dying of something. We couldn't find out what it was. And it was just her body's reaction to the implants. So she literally, the second she came out of surgery and the implants were gone, those crazy dark circles under her eyes were instantly gone. So listen, everybody's super different. What I'm going to do when I go in for the lift, I'm going to probably take the implants out and do like a fat transfer. So that's where they like, you know, take fat from somewhere else and just put it in my boobs. Um, Cause that's more, I think that's more long lasting. And then I won't have the foreign object in my body again. And then honestly, if I do get pregnant again, like fat goes to fat, you know, so I would gain more weight in my boobs and hopefully it would stay there. And with the lift, I don't fucking know. It's all, I put my, I did this to myself. I did this to myself by getting a boob job. It's just never ending maintenance. And now I'm just that person who's wasting money on shallow things on her body. Um, advice for re-sparking sex life. It's really hard to coordinate with baby and jobs. I would honestly really say if you can afford a babysitter for a night and to go out to dinner on a date, like there is nothing like going on a date. I even think that this is relevant without a baby. I think this is like relevant for people who work a lot and have been together for a while. I think there's nothing sexier. It like reminds you of when you were dating. So we really try to do that. And I think like, I think like what I've learned the hard way is like, you know, if there were times where I felt like he was really stressed or we were really stressed and we weren't like, you know, having as much sex as I wanted, I would like be a brat about it. And I would like be like, is there something wrong with me? Like, are you not like what's going? And it's just, it's like so much mean pressure on your partner. And Davide like right away was like, that doesn't help. Like, in a loving way, you know, and it's hard to hear that from your partner that something you're doing is something that they don't necessarily want to hear about, right? But you know, it takes like this is this is like the grown-up relationship stuff that I that I have to work on too, where instead of getting sensitive about something he's saying, like he's giving me like real feedback. And so, you know, 
like as his partner, he deserves to feel seen and heard. And so I heard him and listened and I don't do that anymore. And now, you know, I just try to do things that like are cute and fun and light and make a moment seem like it's a moment. And if for some reason it's not a moment, then that's fine too, you know? And I also think if it's at the point where you're frustrated, like really sitting down and like in a loving way, like grabbing your partner and just saying like, I miss really connecting with you. And like, that's an aspect of our relationship. That's like really important for me to to feel super connected. Davide knows that about me. Like I said it on the Dame podcast the other day or not podcast on the Dame. I did a live with the founder. We were talking about just like the importance of orgasms. Like literally like the science is there. Like orgasms are very good for your body and they're extremely important to your mental health. I have an episode about the female orgasm and how important it is with Alyssa Vitti. If you want to scroll back and listen to it, but it's, it's a necessary part of our lives. You know, when you see someone that's uptight and you'll be like, oh, that person needs to get laid. Like that's you too sometimes, you know? So think about it in terms of that. I really, I really think it's, you know, it's important to maintain that connection and to do it in a way that's not feels like it's pressure for your partner. Hi, Pia, about to do IVF after miscarriage and two failed IUIs. I'm scared. Any tips? Okay. I also have an episode with her. Um, Okay. So I call it the three A's, Alyssa Vitti, Amy Raup, and Aviva Rom. Those are the three women. They have all been on my podcast and I'm going to have them all on again, who have amazing tips for increasing egg quality for a natural pregnancy or for IVF. I would tell you, please, 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 Amy Raup has like a course that's super easy. And it's and it really just comes down to things that you're eating and like supplements you can take. Um, same thing with with Elisa Vitti. She has amazing supplements. Parallel has contraception supplements. It takes, give yourself three months to implement these things before you do an egg retrieval because these takes three months for these things to work. But I remember like Elisa Vitti, I'm sure they're in all of her supplements, but she told me this before I got pregnant. It was before her supplements came out, but like, you know, like even magnesium every night is really good. And melatonin is something, there's like one Italian study that said like an increase in melatonin helps. And Amy Raup um, says the importance of having protein in all three of your meals. And one of the supplements she recommends is um, liver pills, like liver is so good for you. And like, obviously you're not expected to eat it every day. So just taking those liver pills is really important. So, you know, this is, these are things that I just do now. Like I'm not taking the liver pills and I don't want to start trying for a baby until September, but like, I feel probably like in August, I will start implementing the additional things as like a baseline. So I know that when we start trying, I've had at least three months of doing like all of their best practices for the best quality eggs. Um, especially like if you're doing IVF, like you're spending so much money on this. So you want to make sure that you're definitely getting that good egg quality, you know? Do you think that American work-life culture is more toxic than European? You know, I mean, it is, but that's all relative, right? So I don't want to get like super political, but we, you know, I oftentimes will see people making comments on Instagram about like how I think people need to realize what a true democracy is. We unfortunately do not have a lot of middle class in America right now. We are very divided, but we are not in, you know, a country. It's it's not like we're in, it's not like we're in Denmark, right? And and the same thing really in Italy, like there are very few wealthy people. I think, you know, America's fucked up elephant in the room, maybe not so elephanty, is that like, you know, the goal is the American dream here, right? Everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people strive to be, want to be rich. And this is a country where you hear stories of somebody starting in a mail room and ending up the CEO of the company. And that is 
something that is specific to the way that this country is designed. And Italy and, you know, Denmark, I'm going to use those two places as an example because that's where I've spent a majority of my time. And that is what my ethnicity is, is Italian and Danish. You know, like I remember going to Denmark to visit our family and my cousin, my mom's cousin saying to her, you guys have so much stuff in your house that it's no wonder you Americans like spend so much time cleaning. It's because you guys have too much stuff. And like, if you've ever been to a Danish person's home, there's nothing anywhere. They're traditionally minimalists. And there was like one framed photo from their wedding sitting out. And what do they do when they get home from work? They all go and play in the forest. You know, it's a different, completely different lifestyle and culture. And Italy, like where Davide was going to work, you know, he would, he would, I was always like, this is crazy. And this is, this is why sometimes it's very hard for us. And I make jokes about it all the time. Like working with Italy, they have, they don't work in August. They have tons of holidays. They don't work past six. They have a very long lunch break and two coffee breaks. And that's culturally necessary for them. So if you are fine with living a very simple life, which I have to ask you truly, if you are really okay with that, which means like, you know, not, you know, no money for a new car, not really a lot of money. You know, it's like not really like a big vacation, you know, like, by the way, like Davide grew up with like, you know, he didn't even have hot water growing up. So they didn't go on any vacations. He was lucky if, you know, the beach by car was 20 minutes from his house, but he didn't really ever have, you know what they would do? They would, this is so bad. He would steal gas. He would take a straw and suck gas out of other people's cars to have enough gas in his like little Vespa to ride to the beach with his friends. Or he would take the bus, you know, which took like an hour, even though it was 20 minutes away, you know, but like he has fond memories. He was very happy the way he grew up. Like, it's just completely different. Like I am extremely overworked just to make sure, you know, to make sure that we have a house and car, but like, listen, like, could I live in a smaller house? Did I have to buy the house that I grew up in? No. Like, could I get a way cheaper car? Totally. Could I not go on vacation? Like, yeah, I could totally not. Like, I could totally stop. But like, uh, you know, I like have to be honest with myself and like that I'm choosing to like indulge in these things and like willing to work harder for that. Like Italians, certain Italians, and especially like a lot of Danish people, like that's not something that they maybe desire like at all because culturally it's not something that's important or significant to them. So I'm like very much like a, a fucking product of of being... American. And that's a a real thing. So those are two different things to really consider. One is not better than the other. You know, my opinion is probably, you know, I don't know. What what do you consider better? Like everyone needs to read The Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. One of the first chapters talks about this family or this big group of Italian immigrants who had settled somewhere in the U.S. and you know, we're not having heart disease or other various health issues the way that average Americans were. And, um, and they couldn't find anything that was truly very different other than that they were uh, truly community-based. They knew their neighbors. They all had dinner together. They enjoyed each other's company. They were, you know, uh, They were more fulfilled with their daily lives. That is truly the Italian way. Would I like to raise my daughter like that? Yes. Um, Do I think we could move there and have jobs right now? No, you have to consider that it is a very tough place to find work. You know, if we were both going to go and both work, Davide left his job there. That was why it was so hard for him. He grew up thinking he was going to do what his dad did, which was be an elevator mechanic. So, and and before he did that, like when he didn't end up doing that because he ended up leaving to go work in Milan, but he was, you know, he was selling phone contracts door to door and he was installing air conditioning, you know, like it's a different, it's just different. I personally would like to 
eventually get us there, living there, and have my daughter grow up understanding how to slow down a little bit. Right now we're building our businesses here and hopefully that's something we can do later because you can't really like start a new business in Italy the way that you can here. And there's just nothing, you know, do I think that Italians live a better life? Yes. But I definitely don't want to say like, I don't want to call a country where we you know, have a lot of privilege. I don't want to call it like toxic. I don't, I don't want to say anything is really better than anything else because, you know, it's all good, but I just don't want a bad mouth. Like I don't want to be like fuck America, although we do have many problems. I don't want to get too political here, but um, it's just like, you know, it's a lot of lifestyle choices. On that note, I'm going to leave you. It's been an hour of your time. Uh, I love you guys and I will talk to you soon. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.